again. Hey! Well, there we go. That was unfortunate. There we go. Hello! And welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. The live show. I mean, yeah. If you're watching live, we are on YouTube right now. If you're not watching live, uh, you don't know what this is because you're listening to the recording. If you're watching this on a podcast <laughs> and you're trying to turn it on right now, we may or may not actually be on, depending Probably on when not. you're listening to this. Uh, chances are no. But yes, uh, every Wednesday night around 6.30 p.m. Pacific time, we go live on YouTube. Just search Media Vote Podcast and you'll find us. But yes, this is the Media Vote Podcast. This is May the 15th, 2019. Episode 176. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. We are the Media Boat Podcast. If you don't know what we are and what we do here, we are a podcast all about news, about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. Um, and uh, yeah, we bring you news, we re- reactions to uh, new releases, all, and we tell you thoughts. some stuff that's coming out, some thoughts about what we think about these things. All sorts of things. So let's get rolling right into it. We always start the show with movies, and we always start the movie section with the weekend box office numbers. And we had a little bit of a, th- a tuffle last a week. A tuffle? A, a scruffle. Um, you're just a, making a up words. Board. So what you're saying is we had a, a, a question. The question uh, was... Will Detective Pikachu... One, will Detective Pikachu beat Avengers Endgame to become mm. the number one movie this week? Or... And will, and will it break $70 million? Um, I believe, yes. It was an and, not an or. Yeah. It was a, both of those things would happen. And my bet was that I thought it would be number one, but it wouldn't break 70. Well, you're wrong on both accounts. Well, I was wrong uh, because Pokemon uh, did better. It still did, actually, I was right about the did not breaking 70 part. It yeah. did not. Uh, and but, it did not hit number one either. But it is not your number one movie. Avengers Endgame is number one again this week, uh, earning $63 million. Which, we called it, about yeah. 70 would make Peter's number one film. It checks. That's sitting at $723 million domestic. Yes, it is slowing down, so it looks like Star Wars The Force Awakens will still be the undisputed number one domestic film yeah, of all time. but hey. It did. It did valiantly. Well, also consider that this is opening in summer, whereas mm-hmm. you have a bunch, bunch of releases. Whereas Star Wars opened in by December itself. by itself against nothing. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was inevitable that its run would slow. Mm-hmm. Um, just how much we'll have to see. Yep. Number two, as we mentioned, Detective Pikachu with a fifty-four million dollar debut, still pretty good. It's still already. Uh, marks a new record for the most money-making debut of a video game movie. It is also the best-reviewed film of a yes. video game adaptation. So that's beating, um, I believe, the previous record holder uh, was the uh, Tomb, uh, Tomb Raider, Raider last year. Second, oh yeah, the, the, the most recent Tomb Raider. Yes, the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider. Yes. So, so the bar was set pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I can't say hi. Yeah, <laughs> I no. cannot say hi on that. Not a high bar to reach, but uh, congratulations regardless to Mr. Pikachu. Number three, The Hustle, coming in $13 million. <laughs> yes, do The Hustle. The Intruder, they let him in to the tune of $7 million, adding to a $21 million total. Cool. Cool. That's nothing to say on that, Phil. And number five, Long Shot. 
Six million dollars, adding to a nineteen million domestic total. But, but wait, weren't there other releases? There were. In case you're tracking the other new releases from last weekend, Palms came in at number six with five million dollars, and Tolkien came out at deep at nine with two point two million. So I realized what Palms was when I saw a trailer, uh-huh. and the fact that it was releasing on Mother's Day weekend. Uh-huh. That Palms is a play on moms. Because they're all moms uh-huh. doing cheerleading, which has palms. Palms. You really cracked the code. You it, figured it out. I figured it out like the. You did it. Like that Friday, Saturday. There you go. Congratulations. It happened. It's like, oh, yes. Also, because it's from the same people who did like the book club, which is about the moms. Mm. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that is your box office for the weekend. What are you uh, going to watch this weekend? I don't know what I'm going to watch this weekend, but here are the new releases. Yes, we have. Wait, how does do that backwards? <laughs> Three new releases this week. Uh, something for a little bit for everybody here. First up in the family film category, you have A Dog's Journey, which of course is the sequel to A Dog's Purpose. Uh, not the sequel, but the spiritual sequel. It's, it's about the same kind of story. It's written by the same author. Yeah. So. It's about a dog who... Is reborn. Who finds a purpose. Yeah. Same who deal. finds his way home. Who finds a family. Same thing. A dog's way home. A dog's purpose. A dog's journey. A dog's <laughs> day afternoon. A dog's memoir. A dog's blog. A dog's... A uh, do- <laughs> dog hotel. A hotel uh, for dogs. hotel maybe? for dogs. Um, <laughs> show dogs. Snow dogs. Snow dogs. Okay, anyways. Airbus. <laughs> We're done. Um, so that's out. Uh, John Wick <laughs> Chapter 3, Parabellum. Uh, you forgot the colon. No, it's actually a dash. So it's is John it? Wick, colon, Chapter 3, dash, Parabellum. There it is. <laughs> uh, that is the third uh, John Wick movie. Yes. And I'm sure you already know that. I'm sure that says by Chapter 3. That's your number one movie next week. I shouldn't have to tell you that. Yes, that should be your number one movie. Yeah. Number, uh, and also though, this week, um, a, a novelization adaptation. The Sun is also a star. So, I haven't seen any trailers for this. I can I actually go look it out. Um, I did see a trailer yeah. in front of Detective Pikachu. Same, yes. <laughs> Same trailer. Um, it's fine. It looks, a, looks like it's an adaptation of a young adult novel. You know what you're getting. It is, but I have a problem with it. Okay. Um, one, it's about a guy trying to make a girl fall in love within a day, or less than a day, or that half a day. That is the premise, yes. That is exactly the premise. <laughs> I have a problem with that premise. It's not good? Yes. It's very flimsy. I mean, it's it very probably works towards... better in a novel than it does in a movie. I, I don't know, because it's still a day, so... I don't know. It's uh, just it seems a real... like it's a beloved book. It was a New York Times bestseller, so... I don't know. Yeah, but uh, this so is was for... Fifty Shades of Grey. This is for a specific audience. You know, people who like the book. Yes. Um... I do not believe they have any faults in their stars. <laughs> Eh, Alright. But there, there is drama. That is it for new releases this week. Uh, the bigger movies for this summer uh, happen the next week, so hold your horses. Alright. Well, um, let's not hold our horses as we gallop into <laughs> thoughts. Uh, are we going to gallop into thoughts now? Yeah, I guess yeah, we should. Because we, we both saw the number two film. It, which doesn't movie. have any galloping in it, we should get up, up front. It does have some adorable, no. uh, like, I don't know. But, how would you describe how a mouse runs? I don't know. It was, um, <laughs> sparks were flying? Sparks did fly. Yes. We saw Detective <laughs> Pikachu. Sorry. Pokemon 
Detective Pikachu. Yes. Not Pokemon colon Detective Pikachu like I thought it was. Apparently, no. how it's being stylized is just Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Which reminds me a lot of how, remember the Pokemon Pikachu uh, virtual pet that used to, used to shake to, to get watts and stuff? Yes. That was also called the Pokemon Pikachu. Okay. So they kind of, the naming convention reminded me of that. Anyways, it must be like a weird like branding thing for the Pokemon company. I think they just wanted it to just be Pokemon and not have like yeah. Pokemon colon or Pokemon dash. It's or... not a subtitle. It's just no. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Or, or yeah, it's also not just Detective Pikachu by itself. It's but let's be real. Pokemon. No one is calling it that. Everybody's calling it just Detective Pikachu. Yes. So yeah, we saw this movie. Um, I don't remember the last time that I was so excited for something and when I actually saw it, was still kind of on board for a lot of what it did, but thought it was a terrible movie. Oh, I do. <laughs> okay. Last time I had this excitement was yeah. for uh, The Hunger Games. Okay. I was excited to bring to see the novel come to that life. It's an alright movie, though. I was excited was to see good. Jennifer Lawrence. I enjoyed it. Yes, but it also left me wanting something. Okay. Like, better acting. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> um... Yeah, so we should get up front that this is not a good movie. Uh, yeah. Detective Pikachu has a lot of issues. One, it has a borderline incomprehensible plot. It is a detective story that nothing is really detected. It's just like things, and, clues and are happened upon. Half adventure? Things just happened to the, the, your heroes. It's, there's not a whole lot of sleuthing going on, even between the sleuths. Um, the acting is bad, as you as you hinted at. Yes. Uh, the lead is not charming. Uh, Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu is grating. Uh, none of his jokes land. Uh, I think maybe he made me chuckle a few times, but never a laugh. Oh, you should have talked to the guy next to me. He was high off his ass and laughing, laughing at everything. Crazy. I can understand, like, maybe somebody under the influence might enjoy that performance yes. a little better. Yes, he also showed up 20 minutes late, <laughs> and like, oh, it's Pikachu, oh, it's Growlithe, oh, it's Corbin, sure oh, it's just, this was like a 25, 30-year-old grown man <laughs> with mean, his girl. I mean, I should say... This is directed at that kind of person. There are elements of what you just said that I can actually join in on, but that's a conversation for after we get... Yes. The yes. negative stuff. Yes. I wanted to talk about the negatives up front. Right, no, because I do not want it. anybody to fall into the trap that I did, which was like, oh, maybe the movie will be okay. Uh-oh. No, so it's not. It's like, okay, so those reasons that I said, but also it has a tone issue. It yeah, has a yeah. major tone issue. It doesn't know what the kind of movie that it wants to be. Part of it seemed like they were going for like kind of like an 80s family movie vibe, like E.T., The Goonies, that kind of era mm-hmm. of movie. So they're, they feel like, they, oh, we can play around with kind of a darker, both color palette and a darker theme for this movie and still have it kid-friendly. But then every once in a while it's not that, and then every once in a while it gets weirdly dark. Mm-hmm. Like the bit with the, the Mr. Mime, which I get <laughs> is mimed, but at the same time... They're going to blow him up. <laughs> Jesus, that's dark. For a, they're threatening a Pokemon with, yes. with like, a human... It's not, it's not even Pikachu's idea. If that was Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu's idea, I would have been like, oh, this makes some sense. Yes. But it's your lead, who you're supposed to think is this charming, like, dude, like, like relatively innocent guy. And, and, some and, daddy goes, issues. and goes to, oh, I'm going to tie this Pokemon <laughs> up and <laughs> douse him with gasoline. It. Yeah, it's like, hmm. I don't know. I get it that it's, like, because- a classic, like, 
cliche. Yes, but, but because it's mind, it's not real and not actually happening. And yeah, and also, like I said, it's also a cliche of this kind yes, of movie. Of the good cop, bad cop I almost scenario. wish, though, like, part of me wishes that they leaned more into, like, being a parody or, like, referencing those kind of movies. Like, there's that one scene where, when they're introducing, um... The reporter girl, where I'm like, where I had a, a, a like a, a, a momentary thought, I was like, oh, are they gonna make a noir pastiche? Mm-hmm. Drops it immediately after that scene. They never do it again. Yeah, it annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, it annoyed me. It's like, oh, she's gonna be like this super serious reporter. Yeah, like, no, nope, no, nope, she's nope. And the next scene she's in. She's clearly an intern, and yeah. this is where they probably should have started it. And, She's a, one yeah. of the better characters in the movie, but even her character ends up being kind of wasted. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything other uh, negatives that you want to say before we move on to the things I actually liked? Um, yes. Okay. One of my big negatives about this is that it doesn't do a whole lot of world building. Um. No, not in what, not, not in a, the like traditional way. No, um, I like while I was watching this film, I immediately in my mind compared it a lot to the first Harry Potter film, where mm-hmm. it was right, it was light, it was family friendly. But watching Harry Potter, I wanted more of that world. I wanted to be immersed in that world. There's a lot of stuff happening to the characters as well as yeah. happening. In the world, like the moving staircase, the paintings, yeah. the forest, and something that those two things have in common, though, is that they're they they're both providing one a template for future movies, mm-hmm. but two they also require a lot of previous knowledge to actually get the most out of them. Like I feel like Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter movie, worked best if you had read the book. I think the same carries for Detective Pikachu. I think if you have prior Pokemon knowledge. It's more enjoyable because you're like, oh, I under already understand the uh, what this world is comprised of, what what makes this world tick, and what these creatures are, and the purpose they serve. Yes, but with Harry Potter, interacting with magic was a constant thing in every scene. Yeah, interacting with Pokemon in the Pokemon movie didn't happen. It was like every fifth scene, or when the but plot needed. I it. I don't necessarily think that's a that's a flaw. I find that as a flaw because. Like, you could have had mail delivered via Pidgey. You could have had... Yeah, but... You could have... Like, instead of having a Ludicolo, like, bring you a coffee, you could have had <laughs> um, Charmander cook you food right in front of it. It had the same effect. You could have had uh, different fire types cook you food. You could have had <laughs> something else where they were it constantly interacting. Well, no, I just wanted more interaction between <laughs> the humans and the Pokemon rather than okay you're here now or I'm running from you now here's my my take on that is like I think that that, that's something actually I've heard from a few people is that they want more Pokemon in this movie that didn't bug me as much no 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 no. the amount of Pokemon I I I don't mean like numbers I mean like in the world active doing things okay yes and I've heard that argument before but I, I don't know for some reason that didn't phase me and again, I have a unique relationship to this, this, this. As I previously mentioned on this podcast, I have a background of writing Pokemon fan fiction, writing right. and reading Pokemon fan fiction. So this is a world I've already kind of lived in, in that kind of fashion. Mm-hmm. And so, like for me, I was not phased by that because the interpretations over the years that I've read of, of, of the Pokemon world from fans and both actual uh, stories written by the people who, like, are writing official stories. 
it, the Pokemon world isn't that kind of world. It's not the the Pokemon don't do stuff like for you twenty four seven. It's 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 not a it's not a relationship like that. And so I was not like super weird about that. I was like, oh no, this is this is how I would interpret the Pokemon world. It's you don't see Charmander cooking food. People still cook food. Yeah. The Charmander is there to help if they need, like if they need. Them. I, I guess I wanted more of a like a Flintstones vibe. And that's not what Pokemon is. Mm. I mean, you can write that story. Yeah. If you want, if that's how you view the Pokemon world, if that's your headcanon, go write it. Like by all means. <laughs> but but yeah, that's not. I didn't. That didn't phase me. Um, yeah. So. I guess this is a good pivot to what I actually liked about it. Yeah. So what um, did you like about it then? I actually was really impressed to, on that note, how accurate they were to displaying what I thought that a Pokemon world would be. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, like, the yes. attention to detail is actually kind of insane when you start thinking about it, that a big-budget movie like this was able to actually put little references in almost every single scene of this movie to... Things from the games, things from the television series, things from the movies. What got me was all the lore, like from the Pokemon games, mm-hmm. thrown into it. Like, yeah. like, oh wait, like I okay, I recognize that as like yeah. the, the god statues. I recognize that as the legendary here. Oh look, that poster says yeah. Articuno. And I, I know what that is. I don't want to spoil anything because I feel like this is not a movie that's we need to spoil right now. Yeah. Uh, but what I will say is that I was kind of amazed that the opening scene of this movie is a a shot for shot live action interpretation. Of a scene from the first Pokemon movie. Uh, which isn't, isn't. Shot for shot. Yeah. Even though it's not actually the thing that you think it is. But right. I was... That is insane. Like, the, the attention to detail there is crazy to me. Because who is, the, who is the audience that would know that besides the two people sitting on this couch? I don't know. No, it's for the... Fa- <laughs> it's for... Like, there's a lot of that, like... For the fans thrown throughout this film, yeah. which I like, a lot of nods and winks. Like they mention the different regions, they mention the different Pokemon battles. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they they throw a lot at the audience, which a normal audience, like unfamiliar mm-hmm. with Pokemon, wouldn't like know or wouldn't phase them. Yeah, I love. But the, there's a the, lot of like nods and winks, specifically to Poke- fans of the Pokemon. Yeah, what, universe. What, what I will say is like I really love like the, the those little Easter eggs and stuff. It is kind of disappointing that the actual story being told and the actual movie part of the movie is not as good as that part is, because all it's left me is really wanting a different kind of story in this world. Like, I came out of it thinking, like, you know what? They could totally do a traditional, like, trainer's journey story in this in this world and make it work. Mm-hmm. That, like, the, the, the scene where in, you in, are introduced into, to your main character is, like, a really good example of, like, what that kind of movie would look like. I feel like that was their and test. Feel like. I feel like that, yes. that first ten minutes was their test footage to say, hey, we can make this work. Because they yeah. never reference that yes. any, ever again. Because the best scenes in that movie, in this movie, are that scene. It's the, the scene with the, the battle stuff, the underground mm-hmm. battle stuff. It's the scene where they briefly show you Pokemon, like, trainers in action. Yes. Like, it's like stuff like that is the coolest part of that movie for me. And yeah, I'm like, I came out of it being like, they need to make other movies in this universe. 
I like that they were able to nail the Pokemon like at the first go. It's not like they have to go back to the drawing board and with Sonic. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will to, say, I will say, Apom's teeth are weird and I hate them. Yeah. But every other Pokemon, I didn't mind. Like most of the Pokemon in this movie, I was like, yeah, this is what this would look like. Well, even Apom freaked me out. Well, even when Mewtwo was shown in the commercials, yeah. people were kind of worried. But it works here. It I works. think it kind of works. It works. Oh, it doesn't work though. Is the stuff they do with them? But oh, yeah. that's again. It's we already went over that the plot sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate that it's Deus Ex Mewtwo now. Oh, oh, <laughs> it is awful. Even the villains' like logic doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't go into it. But it makes zero sense. It, it definitely does. <laughs> also, this world has holograms. Because why not? bring that into this? Yeah, yeah there was some, some uh, X-Men vibes yeah. going on there for no, no good reason. Uh, I don't know. So I guess what I will say is that if this, po- this movie is worth seeing if you are a fan of Pokemon. If you want to see what Pokemon would be realized in a live-action interpretation, by all means, see this thing because it does pay off on that level. So this may be a bit of a spoiler, uh-huh. but... While we got this movie, the movie I actually wanted was the one about Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu going to track down yeah. that Pokemon. Because yeah. that's the more that's interesting right. story. Yeah. I see the more interesting story of how you go about doing that than what's here. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not 100% their fault because this is based on the video game story. Yes, but it does reference the 20-year-old movie, so... That's true. That is true. So th- uh, technically, that 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 is canon in this film. That happened. Yeah, which makes you, which inter- like, which means that this shares a universe. That this universe is the same universe as the anime. Yes, that's essentially what it's saying. That's what it's. That's what I gotta <laughs> say is that yeah. that those events happened in this universe. Right, which is crazy to me. Um. I double-checked, by the way. I was thinking, like, wait a minute, is that the same thing that happened to the games, too? I originally thought it was, but then I actually looked double-checked. Mm, I don't think so. And apparently the origin of that, again, I'm trying to step around the spoiler, um, it, the origin of that is actually slightly different in the original games. I don't remember exactly That's why I had to look it, it up, because I didn't remember either. Right. But apparently, I don't know what like, it is in the game. It's slightly different. It's different enough okay. where, like, that isn't exactly how it went in the games. But I, anyways, that's anyways. neither here nor there. Anyways, um... Anything else you want to say about Text Pikachu before we move on? Say, this is a firm stream it. Oh yes, this is a firm this stream is, it. Yeah, do not go I, into a theater and pay more than $13 for this. No. It's not that good. No, this is a go on the Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. discount Tuesday. This is a matinee movie. Yes. Or a, like, wait for streaming movie. Because this, this is a surefire, like, Netflix thing. Yeah. As soon as the rights... Go, I'm sure Netflix will pick it up. Or whoever's going to do the legendary deal. Yeah. Warner Brothers deal. But yeah, I, I could see this as being a really, really good, like... Yeah, I watched this on streaming one day movie for a lot of people. There's one thing that did bug me a little bit that I wasn't... That I felt they could have done more with. Uh-huh. And that is the that is Pikachu communicating with Pokemon more. Yeah. I mean, they, there, there wasn't a whole lot of that going on. They don't do it. Well, because that's the thing. This is a detective movie that, like, z- almost zero detective work. Yeah. It's like there's stuff implied, like, oh, Pikachu has all the clues laid out around his room. And, like, the Mr. Mime interrogation. But besides that, there's not a whole lot of detective going on in Detective Pikachu. No. A lot <laughs> of stuff happens to them, or yeah. rather because of the girl. 
Right, yeah, the reporter is, she ends up kind of being a plot device. Yeah. <laughs> Which sucks. But anyways, and yeah, the, the, the love story angle is also, there's... It's, it's tried it's and forced. forced. It's just, uh, anyways. Uh, but then again, kids movie. But yeah, but there are better kids movies though. I don't want to let it off the hook. Oh no no no! I'm not letting it off the yeah, hook. Okay, just I'm just sure. trying to say kids movie. But yeah, it's 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 mediocre. This yes. movie is 100 percent mediocre. Yeah, it. While I while I enjoyed the Pokemon world they created, yes. I just don't think that there's there was enough excitement of seeing the Pokemon world right. generated to necessarily warrant a sequel. Yeah, no, definitely. I I do not want to see a sequel to this film. No, no. I want to see another movie in this world, but I do not want it to be about Detective Pikachu and his boring trainer. Right. All right, let's move on. Uh, We have to stop talking about Detective Pikachu at some point. Let's stop uh, talking about (laughs) news then. Um, Anything last things you wanted to add? I mean, I didn't see any other movies. No, I'm trying to think of anything else I I really wanted to say about Detective Pikachu. I mean. just that the whole twist at the end was dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah, the, like, <laughs> this, this movie's script is dumb, but art direction's great. Yeah, uh... The, or, or the visual effects. A lot of it are. Yeah. A lot of it is. Um, I didn't necessarily uh, think very highly of the, uh, the, the first uh, third of the movie that takes place all in kind of the dark night version of the city. Yeah. Not my favorite aesthetic in the world. I just thought it was like, oh, they, 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 it's like, I guess Blade Runner is still an aesthetic choice for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, that's all I'm getting from this. It's like, hey, we need some color in this movie. And that did eventually happen. Yeah, so. but nighttime makes the colors you want pop, so yeah, yeah. that's all. Anyway. Anyways, uh, we have actual news to get to, though. We do. Uh, let's get rolling into movie news for the week. First up, uh, Pixar... Uh, in the news, after kind of being quiet for 2019 so far. Uh, so we know that Toy Story 4 is coming up this summer. Yes. But outside of like one or two trailers we've seen, it's been pretty mum for around the, the Pixar camp. Yeah, so you're probably wondering why it's been so quiet. Well, I mean, beyond obvious reasons, like, of course, John Lasseter being, uh, uh, dismissing, uh, dismissing himself from CEO role. Uh, going over to Sundance, but we're not talking about that. Um, and uh, Doctor taking his place. Uh, but Doctor. some news has come out about their future. They will now be uh, turning away from sequels and will now focus on new original projects just like they used to. Yay! Yay! 2020, the studio is set to release Onward, which will be directed by Dan Scanlon, who directed Monsters University for them before. And the show, uh, which had previously been announced, the Disney Plus uh, show, Monsters at Work, which is the uh, serialized uh, show that takes place after the events of Monsters Incorporated. Right. That's going to be on Disney Plus. But that's all we know that's happening over at Pixar at this point. So far. Uh, By the way, uh, Toy Story 4, uh, this is kind of just like a fun fun fact corner here about Toy Story 4. Uh, it has been credited with eight different writers. <laughs> so a lot of people, a lot of minds came together. I mean, that's not too weird. The first movie also had like five or six. Right. So this is not new to the franchise. But uh, uh, the team includes uh, John Lasseter himself, Rashida Jones. I think he, uh, John Lasseter will be on there because yeah. 
it was started under him. Makes sense. Rashida Jones did the first draft, I remember. Yes. Her and her yes. writing partner. I remember when that was announced. Right. Josh Cooley, uh, who's the director of the film. Yes. Valerie Lapointe, uh, who is a story supervisor, and Stephanie Folsom. So count them. That is one, two, three women. Yeah. Outnumbering the men in the script. That's very cool. Well, out of eight, so. Yeah. Among, these are <laughs> among them. Yes. That's a good point. <laughs> you don't have all eight here. No, I don't have all eight there. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yes, you do, actually. I didn't read on. Andrew Stanton, uh, uh, who is currently are also on this list. Right, but Andrew Stanton is currently the CEO of Pixar, so his name has to be there. Right. And uh, I think the other person... Mark Hines, uh, you have credited as, I guess, writer the go-getter? Uh, writer of the go-getter. I think I that, that, that was Rashida Jones's writing partner. Got it. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, 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 no word on what Onward actually is. No. So we'll have to see. Also, no word on what any of their upcoming yeah. movies will be. But Fine. I I have a strong feeling. Well, one, this is sad. It means we won't get an Inside Out sequel. Oh man. Or Coco sequel. That's okay. Coco doesn't need a sequel. No. But <laughs> this, I hope this ends up being like a Pixar Renaissance. Yeah, maybe. Like the like the nineties Disney back had. To their, yeah, get back to their their uh, their 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 hit streak. Oops. Yes. Their their exactly. um their highly accredited award winning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they probably peaked with the best picture noms, right? Yeah. With Up and Twenty Story Three. Right. So yeah, it could happen again. All right, uh, let's move on to another story about Disney. This time about uh, Disney's uh, stake in. Hulu. So we were going to cover this, but then there's literally no other movie news. Well, there is, but we're going to cover it in TV instead. Yeah, we'll so. be talking about that later. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Hulu, uh, of course, was originally founded as this thing that uh, all the media companies kind of had their hands in. Right. It was a joint effort. They, they were all had an equal stake in this online streaming platform. And the idea was is that that would allow all the content providers to put their content on it. Uh, so that's why you've got all the, the major networks represented. Right. Uh, so Disney's, uh, rather Pixar's getting back to the roots. <laughs> and yes, I don't think anyone could handle another Coco. No. Yeah, my emotions can't take <laughs> it. Uh, but yeah, uh, but this week though, Comcast announced a deal. Comcast being one of the uh, the team uh, supporting Hulu. Uh, that, that, that under which Disney will assume full operational control of Hulu. Effective immediately. Essentially, they ceded their uh, their, their say. rival, their say. Yeah. So as we noted, Disney when Disney bought Twenty First Century Fox, they got their stake in Hulu, essentially becoming the majority at sixty six percent. Then they just decided to buy out the 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 other, the remaining thirty percent. Yeah. Ish. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, within five years, Comcast has agreed to sell its Hulu stake to Disney for at least $5.8 billion. That's a billion with a B. Yes. Under the deal, Comcast NBC Universal will continue to license content to Hulu uh, through 2024. However, as soon as next year, uh, Universal will have the right to pull back programming previously licensed exclusively to Hulu, continuing to make it available on Hulu on a non-exclusive basis for a reduced licensing fee. And by 2022, NBC Universal will have the right to cancel most of its content licensing agreements with Hulu if they deem it necessary. 
Uh, Universal is planning to launch their own free ad-supported streaming service for pay TV subscribers, by the way. Um, shocker. Yeah, no surprise Put a big there. shocker there, their own <laughs> streaming service. Uh, Comcast will retain its 33% ownership interest in Hulu. So, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, as early as uh, January 2024, Comcast can require Disney to buy Universal's interest in Hulu. By the same token, Disney can require... Uh, Universal will sell its interest in Disney for its fair market value at this time. This is a bunch of business speak. It is. All you really need to know is that basically Disney calls the shots over Hulu starting today. Yes. Uh, Comcast, while it will still have its streaming service or its streaming content on Hulu for at least the next year till 2020, by 2023 or 4? Yeah. Um, Comcast can basically force Disney to buy them out with whatever arbitrary number at the time. So, uh, this is bad. I'm just gonna straight up say this is bad. And here's my reasoning. Is, uh, one, because Disney buying literally everything is a bad thing that we should not be celebrating. Oh yes, because what will Disney own next? Asks the chat. <laughs> everything. Starbucks? Out. Question mark? Oh god. That'd be weird. Um, but yeah, it's getting to the point where it's almost ridiculous. Like, you almost have to have a, have a list of things that they don't own at this point. Uh, it would be way shorter. Uh, the second reason why this is potentially bad is because the idea behind Hulu was is that this was a place for all of these things to be to coexist with each other. Well, that's what made Hulu so great. It was you could get your, your NBC, your ABC, and your Fox all at one place for yeah. one streaming price. The worry here is that with Disney calling the shots, uh, we could see the content, non-Disney content here slowly erode. Especially with more deals like this Comcast deal happening. Well, also, all of the um, networks are going to do their own streaming service anyways. Right. Which will discourage them from posting anything on Hulu in mm -hmm. the same matter that they have in the past. Especially if they don't want to play ball with Disney, which probably most of those other companies don't. Well, CBS already doesn't, and right. even CBS Access, with especially with um, the new Twilight Zone uh, and Star Trek, for lack of a better streaming, being exclusive on CBS Access, they've actually boosted their numbers because of it. Yeah. So it's just it won't. It, there's a future that it, that is that Hulu no longer holds the uh, the the pull that it does or did. I guess probably doesn't even even more at this point uh, for content providers to put their content on it. There will be no reason for people to care about putting their things on Hulu pretty soon. Well, there'd be no deals made for yeah. Hulu because it'd just be Disney and what was 20th Century Fox? Even with Disney. Even with Disney, it's question it's questionable because with Disney Plus, why would they want to put anything exclusively on Hulu? Right. There's no reason for them to do that too. So it just puts Hulu into this weird no man's land where so, it doesn't need to exist anymore. So does this become the death of Hulu? I, Is this like this might be the seed of that? And I'm speaking as someone who pays fifty dollars a month so I can watch live TV with Hulu. So like it affects me directly potentially the future of the service. This is when you switch over to YouTube TV. <laughs> we'll see. Anyways, but yeah, uh, this doesn't bode well for all sorts of reasons, but uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, I can see networks pulling their live schedule, too. Yeah. 
pulling everything. And yeah, well, I mean, five years from now, it's going to be a different landscape. Clearly, because we have Disney, CBS, ABC, well, not ABC, um, NBC with their own streaming, and Warner Brothers going to do their own thing as well. So yeah. So yeah. It's happening. It's it's happening. We we we've seen this <sighs> taking shape for the past two three years. All right, let's move on. Then that was our last story in movies, even though that was only tangentially related. Uh, we'll now move into yeah. television, even though we kind of already been talking about it. And of course, we start television segment with sports. All right, sports is currently happening. We have the horse racing this weekend. Uh, the Preakness happens. Will this be weekend. this weekend, and see if maximum security can not get a penalty this time. Yeah. But other sports is happening. Other sports is happening. Uh, so our major two updates are, of course, basketball and hockey, as they are in playoffs as we speak. Hockey, right now, uh, we're in the semifinals. Is that correct? Uh, technically, it's semifinals. They're the Western and Eastern Conference sure. Finals. Conference Finals will determine who plays in the Stanley Cup. Yes. So right now, uh, the San Jose Sharks and the St. Louis Blues. Yes. They're tied 1-1. Um currently playing the third game there. Uh, the Boston Bruins are playing the Carolina Hurricanes, and Boston is up 3-0, I think, in that series. Okay. Uh, their Carolina's about to get swept, which, funny enough, <laughs> they swept the team right. before them, right. the New York Islanders. Right. So we'll see how uh, that works out. It, uh, uh, sports in- is currently happening, yes. It is, yes. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, in basketball, uh, we have some draft lottery news. Yes, the draft NBA draft lottery was last night. The New Orleans Pelicans won the lottery with the number one pick, followed by the Memphis Grizzlies, the New York Knicks, and the Lakers with the top picks. So uh, Yes, uh, last time the Pelicans had the number one pick, they picked uh, Anthony Davis, Mr. Unibrow himself. I just want to state right now on air uh, that this is the first time I'm hearing that the New Orleans Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies exist. Really? I did not know those were teams. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now I do. I feel like I learned something today. I feel like there's too many basketball teams. There's like 32. Yeah, that's too many. There's like 32 NFL teams. You know all them. Well, sorry. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways, um, the current number one pick, or uh, expected number one pick... Is Zion Williams or Zion Williamson? Uh-huh. Uh, Zion. Right, the dude who was on shoe Duke. broke. On Duke. Was, yes, was the shoe broke dude. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Isn't it Zionic? As most brackets <laughs> were um, That's labeled. Good. That's good. The NBA draft itself is on June twentieth. In case you're wondering. Yes, the Pelicans won the Zion lottery. <laughs> uh, which, funny enough, Zion was actually there at the lottery as it was happening <laughs> and was immediately questioned after after his, after bet. the Pelicans won they talked to the I think general manager or whoever was there representing the Pelicans and then they immediately talked to Zion Will- Williamson and like so it looks like you're going to the Pelicans since they have the number one pick how do you feel about that <laughs> and he was like and he was like totally deer the headlights <laughs> was not excited about it like yeah, yeah they, they got the number one pick I mean um, we'll, we'll see what happens see what I, mean, I, I'm, I, may, I may not go to them but it would be man a good not honor excited to move to New Orleans like, yeah but it would be a good honor I've never been to New Orleans I mean if I'm the number one pick overall it, it 
Yeah. That's literally what he said. It sounded like that. It's um, hilarious. Yeah. It's like the most disheveled man. Well, I guess boy, man, man, child, realizing that he's gonna have to go play for the New Orleans Pelicans. Is like, oh my gosh, I could have been any team. It would have been great if the Lakers wanted, so he could come and play. I think that's what he actually I think wanted. That's probably what he wanted. So he could yeah. go and play with LeBron as his center. But, uh, yes, football is better than all we know. Mm-hmm. Quiet. Um, I wouldn't be excited to go to the Pelicans either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, the only time you should ever be excited to go to New Orleans is um, for Mardi Gras or, I don't know, I can't say the Rams, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's, it's New Orleans. But, yeah, um... Those are the bad teams, but if you're wondering about the good teams... Oh, there's good teams. The conference finals are happening right now in basketball as well. The Portland Trailblazers are against the Golden State Warriors. Yes, it is the first time that a brother versus brother, the Currys, mm-hmm. by the way, yeah. uh, S. Curry versus S. Curry, <laughs> um, are playing against each other. Uh, first time brothers have played against each other in the conference finals and or also, championships. Also up against each other, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, um... So somewhere Drake is very happy. Yes, Drake is super happy, mm-hmm. uh, especially since the Raptors won on literally the last second mm-hmm. basketball three-point shot um, to beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, yeah, Drake's happy. Canada's happy. Oxtrebeck is happy. Yeah. Yeah. There are several... Uh, <laughs> of TV. Uh, it's Teacher's Week in on Jeopardy, uh-huh. and every day there's been a category about Canada... And Alex Trebek <laughs> is so, like, pissed when they don't get a Canada question yeah. right. Or super happy when they do get it right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Oh, yes. Uh, wouldn't it be great if an L.A. team ever got the first pick in anything? Hashtag bitter. Huh. Hey, they could trade up. Could happen. They could trade for the number one pick. You know, give away half their team. <laughs> I mean, give, give away their coach. <laughs> <laughs> Or whoever it is. Uh, yes, and lastly, in sports news, I saw this today. Um, the GM of the, uh, speaking of football, the GM of the uh, New Jersey Jets has been let go and replaced by the two-month-old head coach. Not two-month-old. I was going to say a baby. No, but, <laughs> but two months ago, Adam Gase became the head coach of the New York Jets from Miami. And now he's also, in conjunction, the general manager of the New York Jets. Wow. So that's something. Yes, more referencing the Kings getting snuffed. <laughs> uh, but that's all for sports. Guys, uh, we have actual TV news to get to. We do. Well, unfortunately, our first story is a mega downer. Uh, if you've been paying attention to the news at all this week in the United States, then you will know. That, unfortunately, the state of Georgia has just passed a the most draconian anti-abortion bill ever passed in the history of the Union. Not to be, <laughs> not to be confused with the bill that's being passed in Alabama. Yeah. That's something completely different. Those are both bad, turns out. So, uh, yeah, in case you've been living under a rock this week... State's governor, uh, Georgia's governor, uh, Brian Kemp, signed a piece of legislation that bans abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected, which can be as early as six months or six weeks, sorry, into pregnancy, 
As a result, uh, but this has, well, well, first of all, I should say this is awful. And uh, I thought that there was precedent about this that uh, keeps these things from happening. But so, hey, who knows? In the wild world 2019, will we out, believe anymore? It turns out there is precedent for this um, <laughs> as there was a bill struck down in North Dakota uh, about this exact same issue. But I think the hope here in Georgia is that if it does, and Alabama as well, is that if it does get struck down, they'll just keep appealing it to higher and higher courts till eventually gets to the Supreme Court, where it's slightly tilted there. Ah, uh, yeah, let's not even go there yet. Uh, but yeah, uh, needless to say, uh, you know, uh, these states are just throwing away women's right to choose. Uh, but this not only has an effect, of course, on the lives of millions and millions of people who have. Um, um, have the need for abortions, uh, but it also um, has effect on the entertainment industry, which I'm trying to like. I'm, I'm trying to say this in a way where you understand that I mean this is a very small potato compared to the large issue at hand here. I do. I want to. I cannot stress enough that I am just reporting this because we are a media b- podcast and I have to part- tell this part. Yes, but. By all means, contact your people, local local representatives, politicians, etc. Keep this from happening in your home state, please. So we this need voices, yes, and this type of legislation has happened before in Georgia, which got reversed then. Yeah. So. So there is hope. But because I have to, let's talk about its effect on entertainment. Yeah. So <laughs> because it is like a three billion dollar industry in Georgia. So yeah, as a result, industry figures are calling on Hollywood to withdraw production from Georgia State. Five production uh, companies have already declared that they will no longer shoot in Georgia unless the law is overturned. Uh, those include production studios such as Killer Films, uh, who brought you Vox Lux, First Reformed, and Carol, uh, Diamond S- David Simon's Blown Head Blown Deadline, who Great brought name. you The Wire and The Deuce. Nina Jacobson's Color Force, who brought you Crazy Rich Asians and, and American Crime Story. Mark Duplass's Duplass Brothers Productions, uh, who has a four-picture deal with Netflix that has yet to bear fruit. And Counter Narrative Films, uh, who brought you Triple Frontier. Georgia supports, in case you're wondering, more than 92,000 jobs because they had a 30%, or have, I guess still have, still have. 30% tax in- incentive, which resulted in 455 production film there last year and has resulted in $2.7 billion in direct, in direct spending in the state. Yes. Um, also of note, major production companies shoot here. Avengers shoots mm-hmm. there in their Pinewood Studios in Georgia, as well as like AMC's The Walking Dead and a bunch of other... Basically, if you think it's shot in New York, it's not. It's shot in Georgia. Yeah. It's been that way for a while. Yeah. Um, so look forward to a lot more studios probably announcing they're pulling out. Um, a lot of people will probably end up in Canada. Yes, Vancouver is growing yeah, like rapidly. Uh, well, it's the number two outside of Hollywood. Hollywood is still yeah. number one. Well, yeah. But yeah, outside of that, it goes, it goes Hollywood and then Georgia, Vancouver, and New York. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in that order too. Because Vancouver moved up with all that CW um, shows. But yeah, uh, Georgia may fall off the map here if this thing... Still holds water. But there's all stuff that won't be shooting there. Because (laughs) they won't be shooting at all. Well, we'll get there. Before we talk about cancellations, we have to talk about what is happening on your television this fall. Yes. uh, Well, uh, sorry. I have a summer picture here. 
but it's it, these two will be shooting in the summer for the fall. Right. So uh, yeah, every uh, year on the Media Boat Podcast, I think we've done this. Yes. Uh, where we talk about what your fall schedules are on your television uh, to, with all the networks here. So uh, all the stuff got announced at Upfronts this week. Upfronts. It's our favorite time of year. Yep. Uh, one of one of our favorite times of year. Uh, but yeah, uh, CBS announced that their slate will include Bull, Hawaii Five-0, MacGyver, Madam Secretary, SEAL Team, SWAT, Man with a Plan. So those are those are your confirmed shows. Yes, those are all shows that were on the bubble but are confirmed to be coming back. I want to note that those are all dramas except for one. Man yes. with a Plan, the sole comedy on this list. Uh, well, as we note, like other shows like mm-hmm. Mom and Young Sheldon have already gotten their they seasons renewed. Got but these are just shows that were on the bubble that may or may not have returned. ABC showing up with yet another, I believe, the last season of Grey's Anatomy. Um, I believe. But they've said that for the last five years. I want to say so. it's either the last one or I said they, they renewed it for two more. That thing will not die. No. Ironically, Ironically enough. Ironically enough for a medical show. <laughs> How to Get Away with Murder will return. Yes. As will Station 19, The Bachelor, Dancing with the Stars, The Rookie, American Housewife, Bless This Mess, getting a second season. I saw that and I was like, no. Fresh Off the Boat, Single Parents, The Goldbergs, Schooled, American Idol, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and six unannounced new scripted shows. Yay! New shows. Um, So I watched a little bit more of Bless This Mess. Uh Uh-huh. Still terrible. Yeah, so that, I, I, no, no, that's just, I don't know, maybe it's just not for me, but there's just so much no in that show. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, on NBC, they're bringing back The Voice, Blind Spot, America's Got Talent, World of Dance, Little Big Shots, This Is Us, eight new unannounced scripted shows, Manifest, and Will and Grace. Uh, so Manifest was on the bubble, uh-huh. but it will actually start later in the season in order for it to be uninterrupted and not have that <laughs> that standard, or I guess new standard, of winter break. Uh-huh. Uh, so it'll just, so it'll go, it'll start Manifest after the winter into 2020 and then just run straight through its remaining episodes. Right. And then uh, Fox... Has uh, brought back from the dead, or not from the dead, uh, the Orville and Empire. Although, I want to note that as of today, this will be the last season of Empire. Yes. The one they've confirmed for next year will be it. It will end after that. Correct. And it will not feature Jesse Smollett for for obvious obvious reasons. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they also confirmed that there will be ten new unannounced scripted shows. Yes. Uh, And there's big reason for that as... They took the actual lot of shows. Yeah, that's a perfect segue into cancellations and renewals. Mostly cancellations this week because that's what happens at Upfronts. Yes, I believe I put... around the time. I think I put a lot or the majority of the renewals just now. Uh-huh. Um, so these are like all the cancellations. Most of these are cancellations. These are your dead First shows now. Up, ABC's... <coughs> sorry. ABC's For the People canceled after two seasons. Oh. So. I, I'm... Yeah. So long. I... I um, I liked that show. I mean, I could see why because mm-hmm. one, it showed at ten o'clock. That's the death slot. It's yeah, yeah. It showed up at ten o'clock, and then it just wasn't. 
really clicky. They tried to bring in some new people, and then they weren't clicking together, and they kind of get away from the lawyers battling each other every week, like normally, to just yeah. single case, single case, single case. Also canceled on ABC, The Fix, after one season. Splitting Up Together, after two seasons, which I didn't even realize that was a show. And The Kids Are Alright, after one season. Uh, Splitting Up Together was the Jenna Fisher oh, one. right. Show. Comedy. Also, well, a comedy. Yeah. 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 Also, Speechless, canceled after three seasons. And Whiskey Cavalier, canceled after one season. Wait, Whiskey Cavalier? Whiskey Cavalier. You mean that show that they advertised <laughs> so much, though, that was a critical darling? That they said everyone yep. loved? That said... Oh my god, if you're not watching this, you're missing out? Cancelled after one season. <laughs> Meanwhile, on Fox, they also cancelled a bunch of stuff. The Cool Kids, cancelled after one season. Should have seen that coming. Uh, the Passage, cancelled after one season. I called that after the first episode. Lethal Weapon, cancelled after three seasons. We saw that coming because they tried to do uh, new characters. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And no. Star, cancelled after four seasons. Yep, uh, Star was on the bubble, but officially got the axe. Oh, and Proven Innocent, canceled after one season. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. <laughs> I, I meant to watch Proven Innocent because I thought it was a good like premise, but yeah, eh, I never got around to watching it. Uh, CBS finally canceled Life in Pieces, so they're back to having no uh, single camera sitcoms <laughs> again. Yeah, that's the last one. Uh, I Feel Bad on NBC, also canceled after one season. Yep. Uh, however... What's coming back? FX is bringing back What We Do in the Shadows for a second season next year. Yeah. Um, I watched a couple it's more good. episodes. It's good. I liked it. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Uh, Showtime's bringing back Billions for a fifth season. Uh, Freeform bringing back The Bold Type for a fourth season. Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. This is not so much a, rebo- uh, a uh, renewal, yes. but it is an announcement of sorts. Netflix is going to do an interactive special for the show sometime in 2020. I think they'll. I think they're gonna label it as a new season, but, but it it's a it's an interactive special. Because yeah, that show has been canceled. Yeah, <laughs> let's be real. Uh, so yeah, uh, then uh, oh, stars canceled Power after six seasons. Sorry, uh, Fifty Cent. That got six seasons. Six seasons of Power. Wow. At home with Amy Sedaris will return for a third season on True TV. But TBS has axed Angie Trebekah after four seasons. Uh, we figured this was happening. Um, they kind of wrapped up a lot of what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, still funny if you like... Uh, yeah, it's a silly show. It's a silly show. It's a ridiculous show. They take everything too literal. So if you like literal comedy and a lot of prop comedy, watch the full series of Angie Trebekah mm-hmm. on TBS. Uh, R- uh, Rashida Jones is in it, so that should get you to watch it immediately. So that's it for cancellations and renewals, which brings us to deaths. Uh, quite a lot of deaths. Rough week. Yes. Rough week. First up, Peggy Lipton, age 72, actress, uh, starred in things like Twin Peaks and Dog's Purpose. Also, Rashida Jones' mom. Speaking, Speaking of, of Rashida, Rashida Jones. Jones. Um, also, uh, Pua Magasiva. Who, at age 38, was an actor in Power Rangers Ninja Storm. Uh, yes, he was the Red Ranger and one of the few non-white Red Rangers. Oh, okay. Also, Alvin Sargent, age 92, was a screenwriter who worked on Spider-Man 2, Julia, and The Amazing Spider-Man, just to name a few. Uh, Isaac Cappy, 
age 42 actor uh, who was in a, uh, uh, had a roles in uh, Thor, Terminator Salvation, and Breaking Bad. That's young, 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was announced today, Suicide. And lastly, uh, the big one from today, Tim Conway, age 85. Famous actor, of course, for The Carol Burnett Show. Uh, but also for over the years, um, uh, guest voices and uh, roles, including uh, guest uh, uh, spots in Coach, 30 Rock, and of course, SpongeBob's uh, Mermaid Man. Uh, no. I'm oh, sorry. Barnacle, Barnacle Boy. Boy. You're right. Barnacle Man. Right. In the last version of that, they gave him the title of Barnacle Man. Yeah. Uh, which means both Barnacle Boy and Mermaid Man have passed. Uh, uh, yeah. It's rough. But, but it was. Tim Kong? Tim Kong. Okay. So, All right. That's it for death. So that means I hand this over to you and we pivot into music. All right. And we always start music with the Billboard. And we always start Billboard with the Hot 100. One of the hottest 100 singles in the land, except only tell me five of them. Well, there <laughs> there are 100 hot singles, but... In your area. <laughs> in your area. <laughs> act now. But the five hottest ones... They're the hot, five, five hottest singles. Well, if you couldn't get enough of it, you can still get more of it. <laughs> Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. Again. Uh, still your number one song. Uh, number two is... If I can't have you, I have no idea who this is by. Say the name. Yeah, uh, three. There's no name. <laughs> what? It says if I can't have oh, you. Oh, I forgot the name. <laughs> That's why I paused. <laughs> I know some dude. All right. If I can't have you, I don't want nobody, baby. If I can't have you, <laughs> I know that's not that song. So that song. Uh, number three is me. Me. By Taylor Swift and Brandon Urie. I'm just going to keep saying Brandon Urie. Yeah. Uh, number four is Sucker by Jonas Brothers. I believe that got a bump. No. No. It was at number no, four. It was at number four last year. <laughs> last week. Last year. Last year. <laughs> They've been around for a while. <laughs> and number five, uh, Homicide, Logic, featuring Eminem. That song I listened to and then said, I don't know what this is because it's rap. <laughs> well, here it is. <laughs> well, here it is. People listen to it. Uh, Bitch, number five. Uh, as for your Billboard 200, your albums chart, and you called it. I your totally number, called it. You totally called this. The number one song of the uh, week. Album. album. Number one album of the week is Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. This is, this marks, by the way, the third number one debut in a row for Vampire Weekend. Their second album, Contra, hit number one when it debuted in 2010. And their uh, uh, third album, Modern Vampires the City, also did so in 2013. So this is the third time that they've had a number one record the first weekend of release. You could say they have the hits. You could say that. I won't, but you could say that. (laughs) Uh, Number two, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? by Billie Eilish. I I heard this on the radio and I tried to get someone I was in the car with to listen to it. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, I hate this. No. (laughs) It's very divisive. That's all. That's all. That's something I've noticed. Uh, number three is "Free Spirit" by Khalid. Uh, four trap star turned porn star by P. No, pop. I think it's supposed to say pop star. That's what I said. <laughs> trap star turned pop star. Okay. What did I say? Porn star. Oh, that too. <laughs> uh, trap star turned pop star by P and B Rock. 
which I didn't know who this again with the top five this week with an artist I didn't know existed. I don't know what that is. I didn't know what that was. And rounding out your top five because it will not go away. Thank you, comma next by Ariana Grande. Yeah, popping back into the top five this week. Um, the, like I said, just won't, won't go away. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, at least you called it. Um, what do we got here? Yeah, at least you called Vampire Weekend being number one. Yep. So now we go on to new releases. What are the new releases? Well, I don't know what you're listening to, but here are your new releases. All right. Uh, we have Alex Leahy with The Best of Luck Club. I will be listening to this. Uh, no, you won't. Well, among other things, because you'll the next thing. You'll be listening to Carly Rae Jepsen's new album, Dedicated. Yes. And that will be the only thing you'll... Uh, yes, Friday is Carly Day. Friday is Carly Day? Friday is Carly Day. Okay. I have, just, I have declared. All right, Friday is Carly Day for new Carly Rae Jepsen. I should be getting my record in the mail soon. All right. Uh, we also have Dion, Dion Warwick? Really? Yes. yes. She's back. <laughs> well, also the album's called She's Back, but Dion Warwick's back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, with the album She's Back. Uh, <laughs> Interpol. Yes, that Interpol with a fine mess. I want to note this is an EP. Okay. Uh, Lil' Kim. I guess that Lil' Kim. Yep. With Nine. That's the name of the album, just yeah, Nine. nine. Uh, Ramstein, or Ramstein, however you want to um, say it. Yeah. Yes, that the band. The Duhast people. Yes, that, yes, the Duhast <laughs> people. Um, have a new album out. Uh, to be announced. Yeah, so according to Metacritic's upcoming releases, this does not have a name yet. It just said title TBA, so I'm like, all right. Okay, so <laughs> they may or may not actually drop an album yeah, this week. Yeah, so we'll see. They are scheduled to, apparently, but, yeah, but we'll see what happens. We'll see, I mean, press releases for it? I don't know. Ralph sounds weird. They're German. Yeah, I don't know. They're German. Who knows? Yeah, they'll, they'll run their own schedule. Um, up next. Or also releasing this week, the head and the heart. Both of them. One and the same. <laughs> with living mirage. Uh huh. We have the national with I am easy to find. <laughs> and uh, also Tyler, comma the creator, mm-hmm. with Igor. That's all caps. Igor. Is Igor? it Igor or is it Igor? Yeah, it depends. Uh, I think it's Igor. <laughs> Might be Igor. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to go with Igor, because it's I. And lastly, Zombie. Uh, no. Yes? No. Z- 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 zombie. Z- zombie. Yeah, it's Zombie. Zombie? <laughs> it's Z-O-M-B-Y, just for everybody at home. Yeah, so Zombie. <laughs> with Vanta. Don't you want to? Yes. Don't you want a Vanta? I want a Vanta. <laughs> Right. Well, those are your new releases. So let's uh, releases. let's talk about music news. It was a slow ass music news week, so bear with these stories because they are boring as shit. It must be <laughs> slow because we're talking about the Billboard yet again, as kind of. as we've reported for the past four or five weeks now. Yes, Lil Nas X and his Old Town Road song has been at the number one um, of the top billboards. Well. He's been, has it been signed or not signed? Unsigned? His agents—he's moved agencies to a bigger agency. Yes. Well, Atlanta rapper Lil Nas X has signed with CAA. Yes, that's CAA—the biggest agency there is. Right. Um, the news coincides with the hip hop slash country hybrid smash 
Old Town Road, as we've previously reported on, topping the Billboard charts for the fifth consecutive week. It's new representation, so expect an album just like this, because they're going to say, <laughs> do this thing 12 times. Yeah, no, this is smart, because, like, he needs, and this is predictable, too. Yes. Like, of course he was going to get bigger representation, because... It's literally, literally people like him, and there's potential for him to have a career. Right. It's got this song has gone out of the novelty phase and into the hit like, phase. Yeah, it became a hit. Yeah. Um. So congratulations, Lil Nas X, on your, I assume, payday for one song. Yeah. Two songs. He's on the the Panda Designer song. So. <laughs> Mostly one. Song. Mostly one song. Speaking of one song. Uh, uh, I have but one song. <laughs> one song in this whole film. Uh-huh. Um, the ASCAP. ASCAP. What? Language. <laughs> Language. Yes, it's when you put a hat on your on your butt. It's an ASCAP. So if I put my hat on my butt and maybe yeah. walk backwards, is that a crab walk? Detective Pikachu a crab walk? No. No? Anyway. Anyways, how could... <laughs> Two major music organizations managed to tick off an entire community of music industry people. I don't know. Ask them. Uh, well, that's what I'm asking. Because apparently, ASCAP and BMI, not your body mass index, by the way, <laughs> are the two largest performing rights societies in the U.S., which represent the vast majority of film and TV composers and songwriters. That's true. Of course. Well... Uh, both of them, ASCAP and BMI, will both hold their annual Film Music Awards dinner this Wednesday. And it's leaving the many would-be attendees who who have made a tough choice between the two coming and unhappy too. Why is that sentence like that? I didn't write it. Okay. Well... <laughs> ASCAP will hold its annual shindig at the Beverly Hilton, and BMI will hold its party at the Regent Beverly Wilshire on the same day. Yeah, this news affects literally nobody, but, like, I just couldn't find anything else. It's fine. Long-time observers say that this is the first time the two uh, big black tie affairs have coincided on the same day. This clearly affects people nominated for both of them. So, you cannot literally attend both. Yeah. Unless... No, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Where you use the Infinity Gauntlet to go back in time <laughs> and be at both places at the same time? I think you might be overthinking this. No, all you have to do is just get in your time machine and drive 88 miles an hour. All right. Let's uh, move on. Okay. That's it for music news. Did you listen to any music? I did listen to something. I listened to Rodney Atkins caught up in the country. Was, were you caught up all in that country? I was. So I got. So I mainly listened to this album because of the song that was on the radio, "Caught Up in the Country." Uh-huh. I like that song a lot more than I like care to admit. Um, <laughs> potentially top five uh, singles um, when we get to the end of the year list. Mm-hmm. It's that good. It's that catchy. I like it a lot. So, that one song got me to listen to this whole album. And I actually like the album. <laughs> it's actually oh, a pretty good album. Right? It has a really good blend of country, country rock, country pop, and country love songs. Okay. Um, the first half is country rock, country pop. 
And the second half is a lot of country love songs, but they all meld well together. There's definitely a formula going on here, as most songs do, but it's enough. There's enough difference between each song to where, like, oh yeah, I like the song. It's different, but I like it. Um, I've listened to the album like front to back like three times now. Uh, it's definitely a goal-winning um, album here. <laughs> Uh, but I would like to note that, um, let's see if I can pull it up real quick because I was listening to it. Uh, the, it, the, the feature, uh, the feature artist on this is, uh, what was her name? Rose Falcon, which is by the way, a great name for an artist. Uh, Rose Falcon is featured on two of these, like it's featured on two of these songs, but you can definitely hear her voice in more of them in the background as the harmonics. But, yeah, um, the songs you should definitely listen to on this are Caught Up in the Country, uh, is based off the title of the album. Uh, Figure Out You, which is a great love song. I can definitely see this being a wedding song for most people. And uh, Thank God for You, which is also in that, like, pop, Mm -hmm. uh, country pop-esque. But there's a lot of good songs on here, uh, especially All My Friends Are Drunk. (laughs) <laughs> it's a great name for a song that's a good name yeah it's a good name for a song it's also a pretty good song uh, about closing down a bar but it's overall this is a pretty good album if you like country if you like country pop give this album uh, a good listen to um, you'll definitely find something if not at least we'll, we'll have caught up in the country we'll, we'll definitely be a radio hit if it's not already so right. I think it is a radio hit yeah they've been playing a lot on it but yeah, I, I'm hoping that the uh, Figure Out You will will make it big, because that is a lovely song. Cool. All right. All right, cool. Uh, real quick, um, I w- uh, I'll just mention real quickly, I listened to the new Charlie Bliss record that came out last week. It is now my new favorite record of the year. Whoa, whoa, hold the phone. It's Ring-a-ding-ding. real good. But uh, That Charlie Bliss. Yes, it's real good. They, yeah, they uh, uh, doubled down on everything that was great about the first record from a couple of years ago um, and uh, refined it with a little bit of a poppier sheen. Okay. Uh, there's a song in the middle of the title track, actually, uh, Young Enough, um, which is this, like, towering, like, amazing song that's, like, reminded me of LCD sound system. Weird. Yeah. It, but it really, really works. It's my favorite thing I've heard so far. And, of course, I'm saying that before Friday, which is Carly Day. So, we'll see. We'll see how it holds up after that. And so I, now I'm super jazzed because I get to see them in June. So, both of them? Both of them. Two days in a row. Oh. Okay, I, that was I'm, Car- I'm seeing Carly on a Thursday and then Charlie Bliss the Friday right after. Oh, okay. I'm two days in a row. Okay, so, when did you buy your Carly Bliss tickets? Charlie Bliss tickets? Yes. Uh, Christy got... Um, in like February or something. Okay. Got them ahead of time. All right. So yeah, it's very exciting. See, because I was wondering if you bought those tickets after you listened to the album. No. Oh, okay. No, we, we got them ahead of time because we knew it was going to be good. <laughs> but I didn't know it was going to be this good. Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, but let's move on and talk about some video games. All right, let's uh, head into the home stretch here as we talk about video games. Let's do it. We'll talk about new releases for video games. What's coming out? Well, we have Assassin's Creed 3 remastered for the Switch. Yeah, this is the Switch version coming out. The other versions already are out. We have 
Dauntless for the PlayStation and Xbox. The Resident Evil Origins Collection for the Switch. Team Sonic Racing for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. I feel like there's something that was already released. No, Team Sonic Racing is new. You're thinking of their previous Sonic Racing games, including Sonic, Tra- Sega Transformed, and all those. This is unrelated. I believe there was a, a Sonic Team Racing. Sonic Racing game. Okay. You might be thinking of Crash Team Racing. No, because I know that's coming out. That's coming out later. But this is a brand new Sonic Racing game that's coming out this week. All right. We also have Total War colon Three Kingdoms for the PC. I love when there's a Total War in my colon. <laughs> well, and lastly, we have Atelier Lulula uh-huh. colon, colon the Sion uh-huh. of Ireland. What was any of that? The Sion of Ireland. Okay. They have a Scion, like a Scion, like, um, like XD? No, 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 like, 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 uh, <laughs> like a Scion two-wheel drive. Oh, okay. Uh, for the PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Okay. All right, moving on to video game news. Let's move on. Uh, we have Mario. Mario happened! A Nintendo Direct happened. A Nintendo Direct happened. Uh, well... Nintendo revealed a ton of new details about its upcoming side-scrolling platform level builder. That is a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Super Mario Maker 2. 2. The sequel to the hit classic Super Mario Maker. Does this make it a franchise now? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. Well, during uh, this was done during the, a special uh, Nintendo Direct on Wednesday. Last Wednesday. This Wednesday? Today? Yeah, it was today. It was today. Breaking this was news today. today. This was uh, this Nintendo Direct happened today. So that's why I haven't seen anything on the internet that's yet. That's why. They haven't gotten to it. <laughs> uh, well, the game officially launches on June 28th with a staggering amount of customization options for the budding creator and Tyler the Creator. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe Tyler the Creator likes to play Mario Maker, who knows? Uh, well, among the game's many new tools, parts, and features is a story mode. Yeah. With more than 100 original courses created by Nintendo developers. Was there no story mode originally? So there was some built-in levels, but they weren't connected by a story. This will be built-in levels, 100, uh, with a story uh, and, like, progression. Okay. That's the difference. All right. Uh, other notable new features will include additional themes, like a desert theme, a snow theme, a forest theme, and a sky theme. Sky. sky. Also featuring new music from veteran Nintendo composer Koji Kondo. Mm-hmm. Um, a new moon course part can be used to unlock night versions of these themes. Yeah, this is, the, this is what I thought was really cool about this. Uh, a new 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 a new moon course. Yes. Okay. Uh, players who want to create and share courses via the internet will need a Nintendo Switch this online membership to do so. I made sure to include this part because people were wondering whether this would be the case. Yes. Yes. So uh, unlike the Wii U game, you will need to pay for the online service to share and play other people's levels. I feel like this is a good way to get people to pay for 100%. online Switch. It is. For, uh, but, I mean, it's still cheap. It's only like $12. Yeah, it's cheap. Also, Amazon Prime is still doing their thing where if you sign up for Amazon Prime, you get a year of Nintendo uh, online for free. Okay. Yeah. 
that's a good deal, actually. Cause it you're excited for it anyways. And yeah. you get the uh, Amazon Prime as well with yeah. it. And the Spotify as yeah. well. Yeah, they're making some moves over there. Yeah. Uh, so- somehow they make money. Yeah. Uh, players can also join up for versus and co-op multiplayer modes via the online hub. Uh, up to four players with Nintendo Switch consoles and a copy of yeah. Super Mario Maker 2 can set up a virtual room locally and play together. This I thought is- this was really, really cool because this is one of the things that you couldn't do in the first game. But like creating levels with, as a team mm-hmm. is a really cool idea. So you not only can create levels, but you can play the levels as well. Right. Okay, that is really cool. This is really cool. Yeah. Um, however, you do need a, everyone needs to have their own copy of the game. It's not yeah. like uh, Mario Kart where only one person needs it and everyone yeah, can play it's not with a, it. Yeah, share play as they used to call it. Yeah. Uh, only the person setting up the room oh. needs an internet connection. That's yeah. But I mean. You figure everyone will have an internet connection to Because, yeah, it's a Switch and it's 2019. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, oh, I guess that's for, like, local LA. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you don't need to be hooked up to your friend's Wi-Fi to to be able to do this. Cool. That is cool. This is pretty cool. Uh, They actually like a lot of new features to this Mario game. Yeah, that's something neat. I might actually pick this up because I didn't get to play the original because they didn't have a Wii U. Right. So this will be my opportunity to kind of get in and see what they do with Mario Maker. Very cool. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get into the video game bits. Here. Yeah, we have the bits because this was uh, uh, not necessarily an important week of video games, but it was a busy week. A lot of little tiny stories. Uh, one big story that I don't know if you have on here real quick. No. Um, they did end up rioting at Riot Games. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we said as much that they were going. Oh, no. We basically confirmed they were doing it the like the two, out before, yeah. like two days before it happened. The walkout. So, yeah, the walkout happened, and I think they all went back to work. Yeah. Uh, no announcement has been made on whether the company uh, will rescind the uh, uh, arbitration stuff yet. Right. So that's a part of the bits. Yeah. Uh, also part of the bits... Uh, the release date for Ubisoft's upcoming pirate game, Skull and Bones. Yeah, everybody remember that? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> hey, dude. I don't need to anymore because it's being pushed back. Yeah. Uh, to an unspecified date. Uh, and the title won't be making an appearance at this year's E3. So expect no announcement for Skull and Bones. Yeah. This sounds like it's going to get swept under the rug. Uh, yeah, or they're reworking it as uh, to be a new next-gen title, which is... I guess possible. Yeah, I could that'd be a really safe next gen title, like yeah. a launch title for like mm-hmm. PS Five. I could one hundred percent see that. Well, if it's a pirate game, like I think it is, like look at these water physics. This, look at yeah. this island stuff. Yep. You thought you liked um, what was it Microsoft? Sea <laughs> uh, of Thieves. Yeah, no, a... check out Ubisoft's pirate right. game. Different you take. you liked you liked Assassin's Creed Black Flag, right? Check out our new pirate game. We upped everything right. on the new console. That's yeah, literally be a their really pitch. Good pitch for that game. That's literally their pitch so, for yeah. it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what. It is. Yes, um, World of Warcraft Classic. Uh, we yes. saw this coming when they shut down the World of Warcraft um, game. Not not game. Um, the the the, the fan made game um, will officially launch on August twenty seventh. Uh, we also noted that they got the patent rights to call it uh, World of Warcraft Classic, yeah. like last year. Uh, also, in the bits, a new Mortal Kombat film 
is uh, set to begin pre-production this month well, in Australia. Well, real quick before before you finish that, you buried the lead a little. The launch date for that was is the story. Oh, launch date will be August twenty seventh. <laughs> I thought I said that. No, you did. Uh, All right, now and next. All story. right, uh, yes, World of Warcraft <laughs> Classic will be on World August twenty seventh. World of Last Class. <laughs> um, do we know if this will be free or you still need a World of Warcraft subscription? My understanding is that that will be free. Okay. But I'm not sure. So, for those of you who like Dreamscape, play the actual thing it's based <laughs> off of. For free. Um, yes, a new Mortal Kombat film will begin pre-production yeah. this month in Australia with James Wan producing. Yeah. But not directing. Yeah, surprise. Uh, for New Line Cinema. Because he's too busy directing Aquaman 2, or whatever the DCEU yeah, is. Yeah, they make him. Um, also, there's a big block DLC. For, for Tetris 99. Yes, has been announced. So, yeah, speaking of things that you can get while you're on uh, Nintendo's online service. Tetris 99. Yes. Um, as we announced, it was free, like the day they announced it. <laughs> but... <laughs> But now they have added DLC with it, with the Big Block DLC. Yeah. Um, this is a one-time purchase of $10. $9.99, but $10. Yeah. Which includes two new modes that can be enjoyed offline. You have CPU Battle and Marathon, which... Isn't yeah. Marathon supposed to be a standard? Yeah, but it wasn't in Tetris 99. Tetris 99 only launched with the competitive mode. Right. It did not launch with an individual, I just want to play Tetris mode. I think this te- adds that. I'm thinking of Tetris Effect. You're thinking of Tetris Effect. Yes. Uh, so yeah, this this uh, adds in the traditional marathon mode for single player. And what it means by versus CPU is that basically it's an offline version of the online game. So instead of real 99 people facing you, it is... CPU. 99 computers. Yeah. <laughs> so chances are you'll probably win every time. I mean, if you set them all the easy, enough, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, this, by the way, this uh, specifically doesn't say this, but I know this from other knowledge. Uh, that ninety nine does not no, nine ninety nine uh, fee does not only cover this, but it also covers a future update that will come later this year. Okay, so, so this, this is, is a, a one. T- so this is a one time DLC. It's payment. basically you're like buying the, the season game. pass for Tetris ninety nine. Right, whatever they may end up doing. Right. So okay. yeah, I will probably do this. Because I'm very curious about what else they want to do with this game. Also, it's Tetris. It, yeah. I mean, you could say it is the greatest franchise of all time. You could say that. I'm going to say that. But you could also say that. You can also, I can also say that. Yes. All right. All right. And lastly, in the bits, which yep. I thought was going to be your big news, but I guess it's just a bit. No. Uh, Sony decided to have its own version of a treehouse, the State of Play. Yeah, this was another state of play. Uh, not a whole lot happened here, uh, which is why the only thing anybody's talking about is the thing that I listed here. Yes. <laughs> Sony finally, you forgot the word finally here, finally. finally gave fans a new glimpse into Final Fantasy VII Remake during its PlayStation State of Play livestream on last Thursday. It's a new trailer. Yes, a new trailer is out. Uh, it still only shows like the first maybe hour of that game. It does did show a little bit of what looked like gameplay though. It looks like there will be some sort of control over the characters in in combat, yes. which is of course different from the original Final Fantasy VII. Right. We do note. Uh, we did note like in the official screenshots of the game when they uh, talked about it that it was going to be more like a Final Fantasy XV Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts style of combat, not turn-based. seems to make it look like closer to 15. 
Yes. Um, during the state of play, they also showed or gave everybody an update on Medieval. Yeah. And the Crash Nitro Kart. Yeah. Um, Two kind of known properties that. Yeah. Yeah, that we haven't heard for a while, but we knew they were coming. Um, this is just their update for it. Um, anything else in the bits? That was it. That's all I found. Okay. Have you been playing anything? Uh, no, I have not been playing any video games. Okay. I have been playing a video game. Still Kingdom Hearts Critical Mode? No. No? No. Um, I, being bugged by my roommate, decided to, after playing dominoes, uh-huh. uh, pick up everybody's golf. Because we're talking about Hot Shots Golf. Oh, yeah, which is the same thing. Yes, I had to convince them that it was the same thing. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't believe me. It's technically been called Everybody's Golf since the inception of the series in Japan. Yes, I had to explain that to them. (laughs) I think we went over this when it was actually launched two years ago in 2017. Yes. We talked about this as it was basically Hot Shots Golf, but they just called it Everybody's Golf because it was a universal release at the time. Right. Well, I finally picked it up because it was 20 bucks, and I am regretting the purchase. Oh, no. No, I'm not regretting that I purchased it. I'm regretting that I didn't buy it when it came out. Yeah. Because it's a good game. It's exactly what I wanted in a golf game. And I'm like, yeah, I'm playing this game. I'm like, this is exactly what I wanted. I I should have gotten this when it came out. This should have been in my library. I should have raved about it when it came out in 2017. Um, I don't know if they will do a sequel to this game. Maybe for the next generation. Because... (laughs) I'm enjoying this thing immensely. Um, there are only four courses, but because we're two years in the future, there's four DLC courses. There you go. And I can just buy the DLC pack for it. Right. Um, but I am having a lot of fun with this game. If you want a golf game that's both cartoony and easy to play, easy to pick up, you Everybody's Golf is your game. Don't go searching for anything else. It is definitely your game. Even two years out, it's still a fun, enjoyable game. Um, the mechanics are very easy to play. They It's pick up and go. Like We literally downloaded it and immediately played a four-player session. It, and we didn't have four controllers. But that's the cool thing is that you can just pass the controller. Yeah. And we had two different controllers. We set the two different ones to different people and just pass and play. That was my one big thing about buying it. It's like, well, if I buy it, can one? Can we? Are we sure we can play offline? And two, we only have two controllers. I don't want to just have one and just keep passing it around. If we can do two, yeah. no, it did everything I wanted it to do, <laughs> which is great. That's great. Yeah, uh, I'm happy with this purchase, and not just because it was twenty bucks. So yeah, that's great news for two years ago. <laughs> yes, great news for two years ago. <laughs> All right, well, cool. I didn't yeah. play anything else, so that means I think it's time to wrap up. Uh, oh shit! Last thing in the bits. Sorry, yeah. language. Um, I saw this, but. Um, you can now play online poker in Red Dead Redemption. Oh, man. Yes, um, with actual other people. I don't think you could do that before. I saw that big update. Yeah, that is new. But that is new. That is new. Um, yes, uh, for those of you who like poker, hopefully you can play dominoes as well. Um, online against other people. I think that wraps us up. That wraps it up. All right. All right. That's it for video games, and that means that's it for the Media Boat podcast. What happened to my hair? Holy I don't know. All right. Plug away. If you want to see Mike's hair and us, <laughs> the rest of us live, uh, you can see us on Wednesday nights, as I mentioned at the top of the show, at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. We're on YouTube. Just search YouTube for Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find our channel. Like and subscribe, and 
click that bell for notifications when we go live. Ding, ding. Ringy, ringy, ring-a-ding. Uh, you can also hear us in podcast form. Uh, just search Media Boat Podcast on your podcatcher of choice or Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at P- Media Boat Cast. We're on Facebook to search Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our page. Please comment and like. Uh, you can uh, find us on Patreon where you can donate money to us. As little as a dollar a month can help us make content that's even better than this. Go to patreon.com slash mediaboat to do so there. You can also find us playing video games every once in a while on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. Yes, I have some everybody's golf on there. Um, going through the story mode, trying to unlock all the courses. Yeah. I just unlocked the second course, so Yes! <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so stay tuned for more, but for now, we'll be gone for another week. We'll be back on Wednesday with another new episode of the Media Boat Podcast. Thank you for watching and listening. Yes, thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next week with Bye-bye. more thoughts and news on stuff and news. Stuff and news. Stuff and news. News and stuff. We're stuffing it. We're stuffing the news. Stuffing the news on our own podcast here. Okay, thank you all See for ya. listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.